Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. I hope you're ready for a girl talk episode. I have my sweet friend, Grace Valentine, on the show today. She is known as your online bestie, mentor, bigger sister, and today's conversation is full of that from both of us. Grace is the new author of the book, What Will They Think?, about a bunch of women from the Bible and how they lived out their femininity, their biblical womanhood in strength, but also following God's design for womanhood. Grace and I are talking about body image, how to combat lies that we feel about ourselves, and also how to be strong women of God while also just living according to his design and not giving into what the world says women should be. We're also talking about random stuff about our favorite women of the Bible, favorite things. It's going to be a fun episode. I hope you tune in. It is going to be a blast. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Grace Valentine. Grace, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It is so fun to sit down with you. Um, For those who don't know, I met Grace actually through LO, through the LO Sister app, Sadie Rob's um, ministry. So it's been really fun to connect with you, Grace, and just get to know you um, through this book as well. So I'm honored you take time to sit down and have this conversation. I know you're a busy gal, but before we get into it, would you introduce yourself to the ladies listening? Tell them who you are what you do and all the great stuff. 
Yeah, well, I'm so thankful that I met you. It's so cool to see everything you're doing and championing you. You've Aww. done so many great things, built Thanks, so many <laughs> great things. You're very consistent, and I think that's, like, something that's so cool about you. But, yeah, Grace Valentine, I write somehow for, I guess, <laughs> kind of a living, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> but I enjoy writing a lot, enjoy writing real and relatable words to connect people, especially, yeah. like, young women. And so that's where my heart is for helping a lot of young women find confidence and strength and faith in like whatever season they are in. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of speaking. I have podcasts, but I'm not as much as you. I need to be better about being consistent on the podcast. But hey, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> I, it is because you have to juggle so many things. Um, right. Other than that, I mean, I love sushi. I always tell people like that's something big about me. Love going on walks or runs. Depends on the day. Yeah. And yeah, that's about me. I write a lot of like mini books, I'd say on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people know of me. But it's cool because I write real books. I do a lot of Instagram writing, but I just love connecting through words. Yeah. And Grace, you have such a gift. I just like want to honor you. The way you write even just through this book is like so deep and yet like mm-hmm. so relatable. And like, it's like not hard to understand, which like even in this book that we're talking about, your newest book that we're celebrating, like it can be like a heavy topic and one that's very countercultural. But I just like want to honor you because like you wrote it. God has gifted you in a way where it's like, hey, I'm going to break down some of the hard things and like relatable ways. So I love that about you and your Instagram. Like people know you as like an online big sister and stuff. And like, it totally comes through. So, um, love that about you. I definitely need to come visit you and have sushi. Cause like over here, I feel like we don't have like the best sushi. Really? I I would think you're in California, right? Oh, in Oregon. Yeah. Ah, that makes sense now. Right. Right. Cali girl. I was like, Cali has amazing sushi. Yeah, Cali has really good food everywhere. But no, like Oregon has like good seafood. Like we're close to like the coast and stuff. I just don't like feel oysters. like it's Yeah, I just don't feel like it's authentic. I don't know. I don't know. I just like well, Okay, I grew up in Louisiana and I'll say the best sushi gotcha. I ever had was in Louisiana. I grew up near New Orleans. Really? And so yeah, and I worked at a sushi restaurant for like three years. My fr- I don't know if it's just also sentimental. Like it's like, you yeah. know, my favorite sushi restaurant. I worked there. I right, was a right. waitress for three years. Aww. But I cannot find anything as cheap and as good as that sushi. Dang. So, okay, so even compared to Florida. Okay, sounds good. What is your favorite sushi roll? Like what is your favorite like combo? Like gosh, well, I love any I love a lot of raw fish. I mean, I love yeah. sashimi in general. If I could just eat sashimi, mm-hmm. but that's usually expensive. It doesn't fill you up. Yeah. But anything with like spicy tuna, uh Ooh, tuna. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. tuna girl. Not like actual tuna, but like raw fish tuna. Right. Tuna right, right. and salmon are like my favorite. I love Ooh. also white fish. Um yeah. nigiri. Yeah. And so yeah, those are my Ooh, things. That sounds what about really, you? really good right now. I honestly kind of the same salmon, really mm-hmm. salmon or tuna, kind of the go to. I like crab, but like again, like I don't know, like it sometimes like we don't have like the good quality stuff. Yeah, so it can be like, too artificial crab. Like okay, and it's like okay. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely am like a novice. So, but I love like any Asian food, really. I think it's in my DNA, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I feel like it's in my DNA. It's definitely not in my DNA. So, right, right, right. Hey, I, I love like, that. A tie, yeah. all that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's like, it's like in your soul. Like, that's who you're meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> I was meant to be. I know. Right? I literally, that's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, another question I love to ask my friends before we start is a favorite thing they're loving. Now, we talked about sushi, but like anything current like I know sushi will always be a fave of yours but yeah. like anything fun you're loving like because I just love getting to like it's like I don't know I always say it's like Oprah's favorite things sort of where yeah. it's like, I just want to hear what people are loving in their life and why so what do you got for so, us so I've re-watched uh Scandal again have you ever okay watched- no but like I've heard it's like all the rage 
Marvel show um, with like this girl named Olivia Pope. Um, I rewatch it, and I don't usually rewatch shows, but I can always rewatch that show. That Dang. show in Marvelous Miss Maisel. Have you ever heard of Marvelous <gasps> Miss Maisel? Yes, yes. I think Those I watched like, like one or two cool. episodes. I started it and then like, I don't know, like for me, it's hard to be consistent with shows or I'm more of that person that like, I rewatch like old shows and like, it takes me a while yeah. to like, like get up the like, not confidence, but like to like start a new show because it's like kind of a commitment, right? Like you got to be invested. Yeah. Um, But Marvelous Mrs. Maisel sounds so cute. That it, was, it I'm was like really a cute. big TV girl, big yeah. TV girl. And yeah. so- that is something that I'm doing. And then I also just bought, I guess I haven't learned that yet, um, but I can never say her name. Do you know Shawnee and the Queen? She did the present of her perfect. Yes. Uh, is it like Nyquist? I don't even know Nyquist. how to pronounce it. I know. Yeah. She's like, I love her other's work, even though I should know how to pronounce her name. And I'm loving her book now, too. So those are kind of my favorite things right now. Other nice. than that, I mean, Amazon, like I've been like lately Amazoning like so many things. I think lately, oh, though, yeah. I've been going to so many weddings that I've only been able to really spend money on gifts for weddings but it's so right. fun to go on someone's wedding registry and be like what yeah. do I want to get like I got one of my friends whose wedding's coming up uh like a melt they had a melting pot like I love looking at people's so registry fun. yeah except like so random it's like a fondue pot and I was like great yeah. I hope they do it I hope they use it all the time they probably will use it like three times but yeah right. those are the things I'm like what about you that's so fun oh I love that you asked me because like I feel like I always ask yeah. everyone but okay let me see um Oh my gosh, literally so many random. Okay, this is super random, but it's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, I'm like a big snacker, and I don't know if mm-hmm. it's like because like I'm so on the go and like I just like I like need like energy and like that like burst of energy all the time. But I've been eating like fig newtons again. Like, I feel like that's my childhood. That's like the that's most so random. Funny. I have thing. not heard about those in forever, dude. It's like the most random thing in the world. But I like found them and like they. I don't know. They're kind of saving my life every day. And then I also you love need joy somehow. Yeah. You right. Right. And then let me see. Oh, last thing I'm really loving. Like I got, I used to be on like the hydroflask train. Like that used to be my mm-hmm. thing. Like I was a hydroflask person. Say Stanley cup. I'm not going to say the same. Ah, yeah. keep going, keep going. <laughs> right. Um, Yetis though. I'm like a big Yeti fan. So I have mm-hmm. like, you can see it, Grace. No, like no one else can see it, but like I have like Good a big, you. like, 36 ouncer but like I feel like it's way more sturdy than the Stanley and the Hydro Flask so I'm yeah like, I want a Stanley cup because they're just so cute but I yeah. never am on I never get it in time and so right? that's I need to be better I know and I love the straw idea and I'm like I, I drink coca-cola too much like I'm like a middle love school it. boy I will still drink coke and I need to get off it so I'm trying to get on the water train I have added something random that I'm loving, actually. Sorry, I keep going on this. Keep going. <laughs> all we talk about. Um, I just started taking pre-workout before love I work it, out. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm one of those cool meaty boys now. You know, a I gym love rat. It. I'm joking. I'm not a gym <laughs> rat. But it wakes me up. And so my friend was, like, tired the other day. I'm like, you want pre-workout? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I'm not working out. I'm like, whatever. It's good. It's it. up. I know. That is and so, so awesome. It's been fun. Man, I, like, I'm always, like – interested in trying it but I'm like what is it gonna like make me feel like but I just like need to like, I know try will I become like the Incredibles little baby like you know like right? or all, like will my heart start like palpitating or something I take less than they say because I'm like That's I'm good. still new I'm not a gym rat like right? I'm not this little hefty right? boy so, right. yeah. I'm just gonna ease in right anything that helps yeah I mean, I definitely see that helping. Like, I have been, like, on the struggle bus of, like, trying to figure out, like, when to work out. So, like, I feel like that would even just help you. Motivate you. And then once you take it, you're like, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, I gotta do something, like, with all this energy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so fun. I literally feel like we could do a whole episode on our favorite things. 
Like just random. Our ADD literally, minds. Literally, literally, just go, go, go. No, it's so fun. I am pumped though, Grace. We're celebrating. What will they think today? It has been out in the world for a little bit now. It's like, I don't know, a couple months now? Yeah, um, I guess it was July. So yes, fall's going by so fast. In general, I literally, but. today's the first day of fall as we record, friends. Like, it's Ooh. crazy. I am so excited. It actually feels like a fall day here. So I'm like celebrating. It's I guess like, you're in Oregon. In Florida, it's like 100 degrees. That's <laughs> true. I mean, Oregon, it like starts cooling down. It's like all windy. Anyway, I'm pumped. But the book has been out in the world for a few months. And when I got my copy in the mail, I read it in like two nights, which like for me lately mm-hmm. is like, big because like I just like don't have like a lot of time anymore to read but like I just like really got sucked in and I'm excited to celebrate it today like we talked about Grace you were like people's online big sister with your mini books and just all of your advice for college students for high school students and just really a mentor to so many um and so I can totally see why people call you that even after the book so this book isn't just only rooted in scripture from what I found and truth but also a ton of practical encouragement which I love so this book is like really for women in this current culture. So tell us why you're so passionate about this generation of women and the need for biblical truth and just like what we as women deal with right now. Yeah, well, I feel like there's this weird in between. Like you think you either have to be this like girl power, like men suck, like let me put on my big girl panties, I can break <laughs> yeah. glass ceilings, or right? you have to be this Christian housewife at 21. You know, it's uh-huh. it's like we've got like years have gone on, yet we still put people in two different settings. Yeah, and I think there's something so beautiful to realize is that like you can break glass ceilings, but you have to realize who the most powerful one is. You know, That's good. Like, I as yeah. a woman believe that I can do anything. But I'm called to do what Christ wants me to do, not yeah. not what everything I want to do. You know, and I think that there are women in the Bible, and that I think I know there's women in the Bible who had yeah. leadership positions. They rose up yeah. politically, they rose up. Some were wives, some weren't wives, some we don't know if they were wives or not. You know, it's right. not these cookie cutter Christians. And I think a lot of young women today think a cookie cutter Christian woman has to look one way. We're like, Proverbs yeah. 31 woman, you know, she like bakes cookies, like, you know, and that's <laughs> yeah, not the vibe when we actually look at the woman in the Bible. And I think I felt like there was no, like, and I don't think I was searching for it for the longest time. There's no churches really talking about the women of the Bible. And then there are plenty, but I feel like I was just so numb to it. Like, I just didn't believe that there really were women out there that Jesus cared about. And I believe when mm. you start to be- sorry, I believe I'm saying believe so much when you, you start did. to hear the lie that scripture doesn't include women, that women were afterthoughts or they weren't respecting scripture. You're going to then believe the lie that Jesus hates women. And so when right. I had like a girl message me one day saying, Hey, Grace, I hate that the Bible hates women. Like, I hate that the Bible, like, talks wow. bad about women. I was like, no, it doesn't. But I yeah. can look and see. And I was looking at my own writings. I only written about the scripture about men, you know? And so that was where I got right. the idea of this book. That's of, good. I want girls to not care what they think about them and not fit into these cookie cutter impressions of what a young woman should be. And yeah. it helps when you realize that scripture calls women up. Like it doesn't call mm-hmm. women out. It rises women up to leadership, to power, to opportunities, to be ordinary, to be brave, to be bold. And we get to have that still today. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental 
clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right. I love that. And I think a lot of times people in the church get a little scared about this topic, so they don't want to touch it. And I mean, I'm even speaking from my own personal experience. Sometimes it's kind of like, okay, where do you even start? Um, and so a lot of times, like, I feel like it's just not a conversation because it's so, there's, mm. there's so many opinions too. So even just in your own life, Grace, are there any, do you see any cultural challenges? Like why, why is it so difficult sometimes for us to believe that God's um, design for femininity, God's design for womanhood is actually beautiful. Like there are a lot of lies that culture is telling us, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, um, and I see lies on both ends too. I see some Christians telling women that they just got to sit down and do nothing, yeah. you know, or not right. paying women equal or not, um, not caring about women that. But I mean, but then I see culture take it too far and say like, this is what being a woman's about. I'm like, that's not what being a woman is about. Like yeah. we're warriors for yeah. Christ. We're not, based on one issue, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, when it comes to the culture aspect, I believe it's kind of just one of those things where we're kind of in the middle of a storm and like, there's so many different voices, even like almost like a football game. Like we're on like enemy's turf. Like this is a home field and it's not Alabama. It is on the enemy's (laughs) home field. And we have one job and that is to look and to do our plays and to do what like our coach, our Christ is telling us to do. But if you get so lost in what the crowd is yelling at you, what other Christians say a woman should be, what, culture says a woman should be, then you're not going to be able to play what God has put in front of you and the game plan that he has for you. And so that's what I think a lot of times with being a woman is like you hear lies from culture saying it's all about one topic that I hate Mm -hmm. men suck. We have to like fight and like (laughs) be bitter, you know? And then you also hear these other people saying like, if you're not married, you're a loser. Like, and you're not a woman. If you're not birthing kids by 23, you know? So I think it's all about realizing who, which voice is Christ? Like how in this world can we numb out the other voices Mm -hmm. and stop caring what they think and focus on what Christ thinks and what honors him because the question what will they think which is why this book is covered on this stops us from living life boldly and from playing those game plans that Christ has called us to play like if we're so busy thinking what do what do the boys think a good hot woman would be like or what do that my grandparents think a great woman of God would be like then we're going to miss out on the woman of God and the present calling we have today Right. Well, and I think we really think that, you know, their voices are the loudest and most important because maybe they're the most obvious to us. 
And mm. I think it comes down, I'm speaking from personal experiences that oftentimes when I start thinking, what will they think? And I start looking to culture or people in my life instead of looking to mm. the Lord, it's because I haven't been like opening up my word as much and, you know, yeah. talking to God as much because I'm letting their voices be the loudest in my life. And it's mm. like trying to figure out how to balance. Yeah, we're going to live in this world. We're going to have their voices. But like, how am I going to make God's voice the loudest, which is what I love about your book, too, because like I said, it's like very practical, but it's like always bringing it back to scripture because we can say all these things about womanhood and like femininity, but like, if it's not rooted in truth, then Amen. Like, then like, what's the point? Right. And like, I think sometimes we're, we're scared to touch it in the Bible, but it's like, Hey, if we just like dig a little deeper, we're going to find that it's actually really beautiful. And the Amen. reason why, the reason why we're so upset sometimes, like trying to do it the world's way is because we're trying to like, we think we're doing it God's way, but it's actually really given into the world's way. And it's like, Hey, if we just see, taste and see that like God designed it so beautifully, something that I've been learning grace is that like, God does not do anything that like does not come from love. Like there's mm-hmm. literally nothing that he could do that doesn't come from love for us. And so if we think about it in that way, it's like the way God designed us, the way he created the whole system, man, woman, like everything existing here, he did it out of love. So he doesn't do anything to like punish us or to like say, oh, that's going to be funny to like tell women to live this way. He's Mm -hmm. like, no, it's like the most freeing way to live, right? Yeah, it's like we're always, and that's another thing is I think being bold, especially isn't just about what we do, it's also about what we don't do. And I think yeah. that's also been hard to learn because we're like, I got to be crazy. Say yes, yes, yes. You know, sometimes right. it's also finding the venture and the leadership that comes from being loving right where you are, mm-hmm. like not proving you're worth loving and just being loving where you are, not rising to a certain leadership position or whatever to just be loving, you know, and that's mm, sometimes yeah. what Christ is calling us to. And I think we feel like we always have something to prove as women that we have to prove everyone in our lives that we're doing big things. That's what social media is in an essence. Right. But right. We don't have anything to prove. We just have a God who wants us to be used by him. And like that in itself is the most beautiful things you can be. Yeah. I yesterday just like felt like all the pressure to like keep up and like do all the things. I was spending a lot of time, like extra time on my phone for some reason. And I just like felt like, oh, I need to keep up. And then like the Holy Spirit literally spoke to my heart. and was like, Terry, you don't need to keep up with anyone. You just need to keep in step with me. Like, I'm like, okay, God. I'm like, that was a word. Like, I don't need to do anything except for what God wants me to do. And if that doesn't look the same way as someone else, like that's okay. Um, And so that was really convicting for me because it's like, honestly, when I felt like I needed to keep up with people, like I usually don't do my best work when I'm just trying to do it just for other people. Instead of when I'm doing it for the Lord, I really am motivated to do my best work for him. Yeah, I know. I totally relate to that, especially because I think for a while on social media too, I used to this is like, I think a lot of people like you just try to do what other influencers or what other people. Right. And I think same things. If you're a teacher, sometimes you might go into a teacher's classroom and go, oh, I have to be just like her. Like, this is what she's doing. This is work mm-hmm. for her. I got to edit, copy, edit, paste this into my life. Like I've had friends who you look at someone's college experience. You think you have to join a sorority, do this because they yeah. enjoyed that. That's what God did through them that you have to do the same thing. And I know for social media for a while, I was just trying to like do all the trends, do everything. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like me and nothing was happening. I took time off and then I just was like, I just want to write. Like, I don't want to do these one quotes or these laughing in the wind picks. Like, I just want to write. And that ends up being what people connect the most with. And it's when I'm not trying to be like someone else. I'm just 
staying in what God has given me giftings in. You know, I'm not good at reels. You probably will not see a day in my life vlog ever from me because <laughs> I just like that is so not me. And I love yeah. watching those. But yeah. you're not called to do everything, but you are called yeah. to do the things that Christ presents you to. And mm. sometimes I think being bold is also being comfortable with who you are not, you know, and that's something that's I had to learn that you know, I can be who Christ called me to be, but I can't be what she's good at. And that's okay. Right. We're a body of many parts. Like I need Amen. her gift and I need my gifts. And that's something that I think as women, we are taught to be each other's competitions. And mm, when we're looking yeah. at each other's competition, then we're not going to be teammates. So That's good. Well, I know that like, even just like Sadie preaches that like so much, you know, on her platform and then just to, you know, to like mm. our ambassador calls and all that kind of stuff. And I love how she's like, the more you celebrate others, the more you're going to like really enjoy the body of Christ. And she's so good at that. I love so that. So good at that. Like, it is so hard. And I know like I struggle with it too, but I think girls with like so many things, even just like with body image and social media, it's like so amplified and you just see so much, which kind of like moves me into like my next thought um a topic mm -hmm. that you bring up a few times in the book is body image and stuff that you've yeah. wrestled with and stuff that you know even other people have wrestled with in your life so when it comes to body image and combating that there's so many factors like whether you're like I don't know like younger or had a baby or like I don't know like mm. in sports like there's literally so many things that like changes our bodies and like social media really influences the way we look at our bodies now like way more than like when our parents were growing up so yeah. can you share some of your best pieces of advice to combat body image and really like most of all like what does God say about our bodies and how should we treat them yeah no I they definitely have had one in a hard way like I've had an eating disorder I relapsed even after my first book which I think a lot of people assume when you start doing posting Christian stuff that like yeah. boppity boo all your sin <laughs> and all your hardships and <laughs> yeah. I felt very sick and I believe that I was supposed to be and I remember mm -hmm. struggling a lot with that because I'm like well shoot I wrote a whole book on insecurity and finding freedom in Christ and now here I am again yeah. um and that was also a control thing for me and I think that's also the issue with the mental health involving mm -hmm. body image but with body image, I think it's so important to remember, like, why you're working out, why you're eating yes. healthy, because those are good things. Um, mm -hmm. Those are great things. And I always say a good thing can be a bad thing if it's not a God thing. So something as good as working out and eating healthy can easily become something toxic and bad for you if it's not a God thing. And so wow. it's like, yes, yeah. it's great to eat veggies and roast them and find a healthy meal and go on a hot girl walk and yeah. figure that out. But if it's becoming your idol and it's becoming your obsession. And if you're finding your worth in that, then, like, it's going to be – it's going to bear so much on you and so I think I had to realize especially little things like that working out is a celebration of what my body can do not this punishment yeah. because especially with the holidays coming up I'm sure a lot of people right. relate. like you eat pumpkin pie and you're like oh no I'll never be skinny again like you know right I, or work out like but, for an extra hour because you just ate that or whatever like punish yeah yourself. and that's just like yeah it's like that's supposed to be a punishment it's a celebration yeah. about what yeah. your body can do um a lot of it also with my body image I learned when I was listening to like very harsh music like that was like yelling profanities which it's yeah. tempting because you're like i want to run faster like maybe right. someone yells like at me some curse <laughs> words and i grew up in south louisiana like that music's very common i still have some time i'm not gonna say i don't listen to cardi b anymore you know sure, Sometimes sure. I love her. okay but i've had to check my playlist and be like wow maybe i'm like not enjoying my workout because these songs are like screw you i'm gonna prove you wrong like it's like making me do the wrong intentions like how can right. i be intentional in my workout and also with body image i also think it's so important like we said with comparison you will never look like her and yep. there are some friends in my life who will eat cheez-its and donuts and they'll still be skinny and i used to resent them for that and <laughs> i can't resent people 
for who Christ made them. Like, that's not fair. It's yeah. not fair for their story. It's not fair for our friendship. And the enemy would love for us to get so caught up in looking at other people and what they have that we can't see the plus blessings in our present. And so right. when you allow yourself to succumb to comparison or spend so much of your time looking to the left and to the right, then you're going to miss out on your blessings and the enemy doesn't win because Christ will always win overall. But the mm. enemy caught your eye in that moment and not yeah. the blessings that are in front of you. And it's also easy, I think, to forget that someone's praying for something you currently have. Like we have this one life and this one body and we are breathing on this earth and God is not finished with us yet. Like our body was never meant to be this artwork for a guy, like this picture. It was never meant to be this like perfect pristine, like, like restaurant writing on a Yelp review or some pretty picture, (laughs) some object. Like, no, like we are called to be vessels for Christ. Like if you're breathing, if you can move, like your body is working and doing what Christ made it to do. It wasn't meant to be blocked at. And I think celebrating that kind of like we said about city, like celebrating not only what God's doing with other people, but the little things that you've prayed for at one point that you have today, Mm -hmm. that your mom once prayed that you would be a healthy baby. And like, you may not be completely healthy, but like you are out here living in this crazy world. Like, and that is something to pray is not hate because your arms are a little too big right now. That's good. What do you think about body image? What advice do you have for everyone too on that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Something that I have been personally, I echo everything you said, but something that I've been personally thinking about is like, I follow a few like fitness influencers online and you know, like you see even just like on YouTube, like workout videos, like all these suggestions of things to do. And for me, sometimes that's really great. And then sometimes when I'm not feeling the best about my body, I can't look at that because then I look at her body, Mm -hmm. I look at her strength, I look at her capacity and I kind of expect my body and my physical fitness to be at the same level when it's just not. And that's okay. And so sometimes I have to step back and be like, okay, if all I get done is a, is a five or 10 minute walk today, like during nap time or like during a lunch break or something, like literally like that is enough. And I think for me, just like keeping it in proper perspective, like you said, like for me, I'm like, I can't, like, I used to be a dancer. Like I danced for like and let's see here, 14, 15 years. Oh, that's so cool. Years. I had no clue. Yeah, yeah. So I did ballet, um, jazz, contemporary, like all the things for like 14, 15 years. And so I always had this like idea because I was always wearing like tights and leotards, right? Like you're very like in front of people. And so like body image was something that I wrestled with a lot. But now as I've gotten older, I'm like, okay, my only goal is to make sure I stay active so that I can do the things that God wants me to do. Like be a wife, be a mom, like ministry, like right. Like I literally... That is my only goal. And sometimes it looks different. Like I said, sometimes it's like I work out for a good 35 minutes and lift. And then sometimes it's like I barely get a walk in because it's been a crazy day. But more than anything, I'm like, okay, Lord, keep my motivations like like just to stay healthy for you, really. And like not yeah. even not even for him, not even for anyone else, but like, Lord, keep me healthy for you so that like I can steward what you've given me well. That's like really Amen. changed the game for me. And I think, cause I think also it's so important to hear like God wants you to be healthy. Like God wants you yeah. to tend to his body. Like treating your body like a temple is also like maybe not eating 15 donuts. Like, you know, right, like I, right, I, I right. sometimes I'll eat meals and I just will feel worse because it was so unhealthy and like fried and like yeah. nothing wrong with Chick-fil-A. But like, if I eat that right. every day in the week, I'm going to deteriorate, you know? So yep, yep. I do think there's something about stewarding that, but also just not finding your worth in that. And I love that you said like, you have a kid, like there's so many other things in your life that you've prayed for. And if you mm-hmm. get a 10 minute walk, that's great. And yeah. those people who are fitness influencers, that's their career. Like yeah. you can't compete with them because they have so all true. these time to do this. And yeah. God has given you different things in your life that is your career and your blessings that you pray mm-hmm. for. And yeah. you're not, your life does not look the same as theirs. And I, you just see so much that sometimes I think we teach so much in this body image world that the way to get like 
healthy self-love is to just become obsessed with your body and that's wow. healthy yeah. because it's like if you become obsessed with it it also becomes an idol and if you're constantly posting it you're going to feel like pressure to keep it the way it is and you're going to naturally age and everything right, and so it's not right. becoming obsessed but and it's not even becoming like in love with your body it's accepting it for what it is like I don't yeah. have to like love my body I can admit like you know I'm a little thicker in some areas than most girls like, it's sometimes annoying the jean shop but yeah at the end of the day, like I'm accepting it like I'm not yeah. in love with it but I'm accepting it because this is what Christ wants right and you can still do like God has given you capacity and even if you feel weak like God will get you through and he will work through the vessel that he's given you, which I'm like, Mm -hmm. Hey, he can do anything. And I love how you said that too. Like encourage people to be healthy. Like, no, it's like not every, like, I don't know, like not everything. If you, if you get me, if you feel me, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think that's like a good balance to strike up. Like something that we'll always struggle with, but like, I love your encouragement there. Um, last question I had, what will you, what will they think talks a lot about, um, specific women in the Bible. And I know I want people to to read the book. So I like, obviously we're not going to spill it all here, but like, okay, out of all the women that you shared in the book, do you have a favorite or can you like even just pick one like in this moment? Cause I know it's tough. Yeah, um, like, I know. I assume you have asked me this and I think I say different yeah. one each time. I love it. No, it's um, great. I, gosh, I mean, I think Deborah or Hagar, those are the two that I really resonate yeah. with. I love Deborah. If you were someone out there listening to this and you are like rising up in your career, you're like politically that's a dream Deborah like led a freaking army and I just think that's just not something you hear about often like people trusted her first for her wisdom and her guidance and then her Mm -hmm. leadership skills and I also think so many times to be a leader you're like they have to fear me they have to whatever but people first came to Deborah with their problems because she was a Mm -hmm. judge who would solve disputes and so right they didn't fear her as much as they first trusted her. And I think that's like, wow, that's I think like we have to use a scare tactic these days and pull mm-hmm. around big girl panties. But I'm like, no, Deborah was that. But I also love Hagar because Hagar had had it hard yeah. and was hurt by someone that also God was working through their life. She was hurt by Sarah and yeah. no one called her by her name, but God met her in the middle of the wilderness and called her by her name. And she called yeah. God, the God who sees me. And mm-hmm. I just think that's a beautiful idea to think about like, that God sees us for who we are, that yep, in a world where yep. they may not, they may overlook us as women, but not, we have a God who sees us. And those were probably two of my favorite. I love Do you love have a favorite that. woman? Who is your favorite woman in the book? From the book? I oh, I would definitely say Deborah. I really yeah. loved um, the biblical like insight on that because that can be one where it's like, oh, like we just assumed like she was just like stepped on everyone's toes and like did this or that. But like she was wholly submitted to the Lord. She like mm-hmm. led, but like she was, like you said, first trusting and submitted to the Lord, which is like it is the key because we don't have to assert ourselves and do all these things when we know that God sees us and approves us, you know, yeah. which again is like Hagar's story too. Like I've been thinking about it comparison. I'm like, when I know that God sees me, it doesn't matter who else sees mm-hmm. me. I mean, I'm still working through that. Like I say that, but it's still a struggle, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, we're always like in this, because we're in this world where we're like, is he behind the clouds? Is he seeing us? And then we have to meet him face to face. We have to have those conversations with him. And it reminds Mm -hmm. us that he hears us. He calls us by name and we are his. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, so good. This book was so, so fun. And I'm excited for everyone to get their hands on a copy. Would you just remind them where they can grab a copy as we close the conversation? Yeah. yeah, you can get a copy of the book either on Amazon. You can go to my Instagram at the Grace Valentine. All the links for all my books are in my bio or anywhere books are sold. So Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. You can call ahead, make sure they have it in stock. But yeah, that's where love, I'm so thankful love. you got to read it too. Oh, it was, it was a blessing. Thank you for sending me a copy. I appreciate you, girl. It was so fun to have you on the show. You are so, like, you're just joy. Thank you for being here oh, and sharing your wisdom in the book. Says. 